Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Mindful Minutes. What's the Mindful Minutes all about? Well, it's a podcast where we discuss mental wellness issues, share professional tips on coping with change, and we hope to raise awareness about mental wellness, encouraging mental self-care among youths. This podcast is powered by the National Youth Council and Young Change Makers in partnership with Zero. Alright guys, welcome back to another episode of the Mindful Minutes and today we have Nisa from CHAT. Now if you don't know what CHAT actually stands for, CHAT is actually the Community Health Assessment Team. But you know what, let me pass the time over to Nisa to tell you more about it. Thank you Abigail. Uh, So I am Nisa. I am a youth support worker with CHAT. And what CHAT does is essentially to improve access to mental health services for young people. So that's essentially what we do. Um, We all know that at this point, we have a lot of resources out there and that can be mind-boggling for a young person in distress, where to seek help, where to even begin. So what we do at CHAT is to ease their process in getting the help that they need. That's one. The other thing that we do is, of course, training, creating awareness, doing outreach work uh, because, you know, we, we all know, we all have a gut feel that uh, a lot of young people do struggle with mental health conditions, especially now with COVID, with the uncertainty. Um, and yet, we also have a lot of people who may not necessarily be aware that what they are going through may be a mental health concern or there may be a lot of stigma still. In fact, there is a lot of stigma happening amongst our communities still. So that's what we try to do at CHAT, to do a lot of outreach, training, workshop, to create awareness and to improve the mental health literacy of our young people so that they be more aware that, hey, maybe what I'm going through right now could be a mental health condition or legit enough for me to reach out to someone to to get help. Um, So that's essentially what we do. And if I were to go deeper, uh the service that we we, we provide is an assessment. So what is an assessment? It's essentially um, a one-to-one check-in with a young person, um, asking questions to get to know the young person better, their situation better, their mental health state better. And from there, uh, be able to make recommendations and referrals to appropriate health services so that they can get the help that they need um, early. Yeah, I think that sounds great, actually. Um, My memory of chat was, you know, when we had like exam welfare packs, you guys would actually come in to give little booklets and like information and surprisingly it has been very useful because I have friends that have used it and me myself I have actually used it and since then I have actually started on my recovery for my own mental health condition so I think what Chad is doing is great but you know Nissa a little bit more about you because as you mentioned earlier you know there was COVID going on and everything how are you coping with the situation (laughs) currently because we're kind of in like a bit of like a phase two like Thank you for asking me. Um, I am overall, I am doing okay. Just rolling with the punches, man. Um, you know, 
our time is uncertain. Uh, you'll never know. Now it's phase two and then it might go back to touch wood, uh, <laughs> lockdown. We don't know. Essentially, we don't know. So the uncertainty is definitely scary. But uh, I'm learning to roll with the punches and um, I do mindfulness myself. I do some meditation. So that has helped me greatly in facing with the uncertainty and, you know, just take it one day at a time and do the best that I can on that particular day. If not the particular day, that particular hour. If not that particular hour, that particular minute. So it's really one step at a time. Yeah, that sounds great. Now, earlier as well, you actually mentioned, you know, there is still some kind of stigma attached to people with mental um, condition, mental health conditions. So do you feel that in Singapore, in recent years especially, that this stigma has is slowly kind of like this dissipating because we are talking so much more about mental health the government has also come in to you know discuss the importance of mental health and how Singaporeans should reach out yeah there's definitely progress I can say um, and I base it objectively on the numbers also so at chat we are receiving more and more referrals for a mental health check for the assessment so um, I'll take it as a good problem in that uh, we have more and more young people reaching out to figure out what they're going through and possibly get the help that they need. Mm. Uh, so you're right that maybe um, the situation with stigma in Singapore, at least, uh, it is getting better. People are talking more about it. Uh, the government is more aware, pumping in uh, resources to uh, equip the organizations, uh, the community to support people with mental health distress. Now, I know you've also handled a lot of cases and, you know, as we talk about the stigma, so maybe someone might be a little bit hesitant to call in or, you know, someone will be hesitant to actually proceed to the next step. Um, when you talk to these people generally, do they ever share about the kind of treatment that they face from their friends and family when they come up to maybe tell them about their mental health condition? Is it normally positive or negative? Yeah, well, uh, it depends, right? Mm. Um, what I notice in my interaction with the young people that, that I see is the response is generally positive amongst friends. Um, in fact, a lot of them knew about chat through their friends. Uh, so, there's a support system over there and amongst friends, there is an understanding that, hey, yeah, you're going through something and I acknowledge that and these are the places to go. I'm here for you. On the flip side, um, I still sense some resistance, some challenges with family members, in particular parents. Um, it is getting better. Yet, there is still this fear, right, amongst family members. Like, oh, it, it's just stress. Uh, no, you don't need to uh, speak to a professional or to mm. a stranger and air or dirty laundry. No, it's just stress. Just talk to us and it'll be okay. Or just pray and the problem will go away. So that is the narrative that I'm still hearing from young people, from the young people that I see when they decide to open up to their parents. So when this actually happens, do you find it very hard to help advise them as well? Because I think one of the main issues probably will be why someone hasn't stepped up 
to speak to a professional is because of that fear of, you know, the treatment that they'll get from their family or their friends. So how would you actually advise to like handle such situations? Good question. Um, you see, because we are aware of that barrier or that challenge, we try our best to tailor our service. And I think the community is also doing that, tailor our service to address, to, to work with the young person first. Right, mm. so to provide the counselling, uh, supportive work with the young person first, and not necessarily involve their parents yet. Um, and then through our interaction with the young person directly, build up on their resilience, build up on their resources, be it internal and external. Um, bring to the awareness that apart from family members, they also have their friends. They also have the school system. What are the support can they? reach out to apart from their family members. So building up these resources for them, right? And then slowly when they feel more confident or they feel more resilient, uh, more equipped, then we may want to like explore, okay, do you think it's time for us to maybe engage your family members? You know, maybe, um, you know, we are at a better state of mind to bring in your family members, have a conversation about this and then see what they say. So it's moving along with the young person, um, not forcing on them to, hey, you need to engage your family members now. No, it's to engage the young person first, work on their available strengths, their available resources first. And of course, you want to engage the family members, but we'll take it step by step when they are ready or when situation is more it's better to involve the parents. Um, that said, it also depends if if at the point of time we, where we see the young person and we are worried for their safety, right? That's when we will need to inform their family members, involve their family members because safety is of concern here. Right, uh, so that's where we will we will have an active discussion with the young person that hey. You know, I'm worried for your safety at this point. Your family needs to be involved so that, you know, they can keep an eye on you, ensure your safety, additional support there. And it's important that your family be aware because they are your parents after all. So, yeah, it depends on their presentation, where they are at also. Yeah, so, uh, but my advice is, <laughs> answering to your question, my advice is if, if you are in distress, if you know that you need help but if your parents are not open to it, go ahead, reach out to chat, start the conversation first. You know, knowledge is, is key, right? So talk to chat, have a better understanding of your mental state, have a better understanding of the res available resources out there first. And then you decide what is the next step that's best for you. Yeah, I think that is really good advice, especially the part where, you know, you got to start first before actually engaging other people into the recovery journey. And that I hope that, you know, people that are listening to this will take that advice. But I think there's also the flip side of the coin, you know, there are these people coming out to talk about it. How do you feel that people actually handle their mental health conditions or their stresses if they don't speak with a professional, like when you have such situations, yeah? 
Yeah. Well, seeing a professional is one avenue where you can handle your mental health distress, right? Mm-hmm. It's not the only avenue. Mm-hmm. So say, for example, at this point, you still feel equipped. You know, you have mm-hmm. a great social support system. Um, for example, myself, I, I do mindfulness, I do meditation, and it has been helpful uh, for me in dealing with day-to-day stress, with some of my anxiety. If you still have all these resources and you find that it's um, enough to get you through, fair enough, right? That's it. If you find that speaking to your friends it's not enough. The, the, the problem is still there. Mindfulness, it doesn't work for you. Um, you try exercising. The, the outcome is not something that you're looking for. Once mm-hmm. you have exhausted all of the resources that you have, that you know, then maybe you might, you might want to um, speak to a professional and explore with the professional, okay, what else can I do? Yeah, or you know, you, you just want to speak to a professional. You you still feel equipped that you you still have your resources, you still have your supportive friends, but you know, you just want to speak to a professional at the same time to maximize your uh, how how you're dealing with your mental health distress. Go ahead. I think that sounds good because I think at the end of the day, we are never alone, and I think if some people especially if they are more afraid of seeking help from a professional, I think they can always start by talking to their friends because I believe, as you said earlier, when it comes to friends and family, friends tend to be a little bit more understanding. <laughs> so um, I think some common stresses when it comes to mental health for people that chat actually do talk to, which is any person between the age of 16 to 30, would probably be relationships apart from academic, work performance, financial worries or stress resulting from life uh, transitions, social media and cyberbullying and I think more recently would actually be their struggles over one's sexual orientation. Especially since, you know, in the past where people were more afraid because of the stigma when it comes to their sexual orientation and now they're being more open about it, I think you'll find that there's an increase of people trying, uh, this would be actually a common stressor. And what's one of the worst, uh, what's the worst actually that can happen if youths continue to ignore their mental wellness? So maybe they have been struggling with depressing thoughts, they have been struggling with suicidal thoughts and they don't do anything about it. Like they continue to be in this state where they are struggling. What is actually um, the worst that could happen? Yeah, right. Um, as I was listening to you, the image of a balloon pop up, right? So... I'd like to kind of draw parallels with us, with, you know, our mental health state and a balloon, right? So all the stresses, all the negative thoughts, uh, the depressive thoughts, the suicidal thoughts, they expand the balloon, right? And the more you allow the stressor to come in and not do anything about it, the larger the balloon becomes. And the more you don't do anything about it, the more you let the balloon grow big, it will pop. That's exactly what will happen if we don't do anything to our mental health state, to the stressor that we are going through. Uh, the risk, the chances of us developing a mental illness is there. And if the if we develop mental illness and if we don't address them, then um, it will affect our functioning, day-to-day functioning. It will even affect our level of distress 
to to be so high that we even thought of ending of our life and the worst case scenario is actually ending the life so um that's the trajectory that we see if one does not attend to the mental health distra- distresses or attend to the stresses in their lives mm. and you know as we talk about that do you want to share any tips for youths who actually so earlier you did share some tips on how youths can actually start to talk about their mental health mm-hmm. how about how can we as you know maybe if we see a friend that is suffering from mental health condition or see a friend that's you know a little bit off yeah. the you know your friend seems a bit off how should we actually react to someone that is sharing about their mental health conditions or you feel like someone is a little bit off from their usual self yeah yeah so where we see something that we are we are worried about or concerned about go ahead reach out to the person be it by text social media face to face and ask hey how are you and if the person says oh i'm fine and you are not convinced then say hey i notice that what say what you notice that that concerns you and and express your concern um and then give an open invitation when you're ready to talk um yeah right so it's to be mindful and respectful because let's put ourselves in in the issues right they are dealing with a lot of things and they don't know who they can trust to be vulnerable with right they are actually trying to save up people that they can trust so if we are if we go too fast too hard on them saying hey talk to me you should talk to me they'll retreat right but they just need to know that okay that is that person who reached out to me and gave me the option to talk to him or her when i'm ready okay that in mind right yeah so that's what you can do first yeah i think that's very important because i think sometimes when someone suffers from a mental condition they may feel very alone and they don't actually know who they can trust or talk to or and if you actually reach out or leave that hand there you know it's a kind of like a life it's kind of like a helpline yeah. that you offer and they can pick it up anytime and i think what you said as well something as simple as a text or meeting up us are you okay is actually going to be impactful cuz sometimes you know we go around our busy life so much in singapore it's always about working it's about you know a lot of things achieving different things the whole piece of life in singapore i think sometimes we do forget to actually ask each other are you okay and it can start as as simple as that yeah yeah and sometimes we can start by sharing our vulnerabilities a little bit so that they mm. know that they are not alone right you can share like ah it, it's tough huh you know covid i i'm feeling a little bit anxious because i don't know what's ahead of me and then see what they they respond with that Yeah, I think that's a great way because I think the only reason why someone will be vulnerable with you is if you start by being vulnerable with them. <laughs> so, uh, what do you feel is the best course of action for someone who feels like they may be suffering from a mental health condition? Yep. All right. So, first of all, reach out to your trusted people, right? Uh, your tribe. If you have a tribe, reach out to them, talk to them, and then see what advice they give. Or sometimes you just need support, and that's enough, right? Once you have done that, and you feel that it's not enough, research online. They have, you know, 
the good thing about Google is you've got so many self good self-help resources. Go online, see what works for you. Go on YouTube, see what works on for you. And if you feel that that's not enough, you know, there's no change in your what, what you're going through, uh, or if it's getting worse, do consider talking to chat, for example, right? Chat could be a good first step because you don't necessarily need to take up our recommendations to start counselling, but at least you know that this is what you're going through. You put a name to what you're going through and these are the resources that you can consider when you are ready. And when you're ready, the resources will always be there for you. The counselling, psychiatric treatment, they are there for you. Yeah, I think that's good. It's important to let people know as well. And how can we as, you know, um, people who may be watching a friend suffer or maybe we don't have um, a mental health condition, how can we actually help to reduce the stigma with regards to this whole issue? Mm. Um, one, to talk about it, right? Mm. Uh, because I think one of the reasons why there's stigma is because there's a lot of mystery behind mental mm. illness a lot of people don't know what is mental illness you know if you were to compare mental illness or mental health condition versus physical illness physical illness we are able to see it with our own two eyes so the mystery behind physical illness it's lesser than mental illness you know a person may be suffering or suffering with depression, for example, but they may seem okay on the outside. So there's a lot of mystery and there's a lot of confusion sometimes with uh, the outside people because it's not clear that a person may be suffering from a mental health condition. So there's a lot of mystery behind it. So one of the things that we can do is talk, have an open conversation with our friends and, you know, and be an advocate ourselves say for example in school or in the workplace or in a social setting you know when uh, we overhear or we see our friends making off-putting remarks about mental health condition don't be afraid to correct them right hey that's not nice it's it's very insensitive don't be afraid to put them on, on the spot and then educate them like hey it's not true that mental illness is it's not true that mental illness uh, equals to violence you know uh, I'm sad doesn't necessarily mean anything I'm sad because I am sad it's not as if I'm weak or anything so to change that narrative uh, by just pointing out whenever you can amongst our social circle yeah, I think that sounds like a really good plan because something as simple as just talking about it can actually help to slowly repel and remove that stigma. And Nisa, personally for yourself, what are some messages that you have for youths out there who might be suffering in silence? First of all, I want to say that I want to acknowledge the struggle that you are going through. And at the same time, I want to acknowledge your resilience that despite the struggle that you're going through, you're still here, right? And furthermore, I also want to say that you're not alone. When you're ready, there will be people out there who is there to support you, right? So don't be afraid to reach out to anyone, be it your friends or a professional, because we are there for you. 
thank you so much for actually saying that and of course apart from that if you ever are in need of help you can always contact the Samaritans of Singapore 24 hour hotline at 1-800-221-4444 or you can also um, actually contact the Singapore Association for Mental Health helpline which is 1-800-283-7019 and of course you can also reach out to Nisa and her team at CHAT which is the Community Health Assessment Team at 6493-6500 or 6493-6501 in fact, they even have a chatbot on chat.mentalhealth.sg. So maybe if you're a little bit more shy, you're not ready to dial in for help, you can also click the chat icon as well. Now, um, thank you so much, Nisa, for actually being here. We were actually very much uh, wanted to spark this conversation after reading this article on today where... It says the big read in short, let's talk about mental health, but we also have to learn to listen and provide support. So I think it's very important that we're not just talking about it, but even as we end off this podcast, important to remember that not only should we talk about it, but we also have to listen and provide support. Because I think a lot of people that struggle with mental health condition, what they really need, what they really want is support and understanding and they need to feel like they are hurt and feel like they are seen as a person as well. So thank you so much. We hope that, you know, use out there if you are struggling, don't be afraid. Feel free to actually reach out, help out, talk to a friend. You'll be surprised that how people will actually react positively to you and you're never alone. Thank you so much for having this conversation. I think it's very, very meaningful and I do hope that those listening in know that there are resources out there that they are not alone and there's possibilities, basically. And before we go, I would like to share a quote with you from Glenn Close. He says, What mental health needs is more sunlight, more candor, more unashamed conversations. This is Abby, signing off. Mm-hmm.